what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, and we are excited that you are joining us. Today, we have Pastor Kyle Nelson, lead pastor of Fathom Church. What's up? That hasn't changed since last week. Nope, same. <laughs> same people, yep. different day. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um, and I am Jackie Covell, the uh, community director here at Fathom, and we are excited that you are here for us today, here with us today, not for us. Um, if you're here for us, then... There are probably greater problems. That We're all here for the same reason. We're here growing, <laughs> talking life, talking theology, and uh, the kind of fancy term for it is spiritual formation is kind of how I think about this. I think that's one of my big passion areas and yours too is not just talking about theology because it matters. It matters mm-hmm. in our life, but really reflecting on, okay, how does this yeah. work its way into how God's shaping us and forming us? How does theology apply to our life? Yeah. Because if it's just a, if it's just that, if it's just theology, mm-hmm. then it's just a, idea yeah an empty pursuit and uh just fodder for the brain yes yes so oh i meant to say yeah do you want my chair am am i in your way oh (laughs) i see what just happened so for those that don't know we we may have to (laughs) we may have to go ahead and start this podcast by explaining that yes um that joke because don't want anybody to feel like an outsider here (laughs) so see what had happened was um (laughs) It's been a week and a half ago. So this past Sunday, I, I, you, if you were there, if you watched it online or heard it, you heard me tell this story. I'll tell it again. And so you won't laugh, um, but somebody who has not heard it needs to hear it. Um, so we, we had this uh, leadership gathering every, every month, and we were at my house for it. And I, I told it on Sunday. Do you want to tell it from your perspective? I don't have <laughs> a perspective. Okay. It was such a moment. I yeah, was it like, was just like, whatever. Like? Yeah. Well, um, so I, we had chairs set up like in our living room and I walked in and, and, and I'd been sitting in a seat next to another one of our leaders and um, somebody was like, hey, I, I saw you built this thing in here. Can you show it to me? So I, I stepped into our guest room to like show them this thing um, and I got up out of the seat. And so when I came back in the room, Jackie was sitting in my seat <laughs> and just like, just totally just reacting to seeing it. I'm like, no, 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 get out of my seat, get out of my seat. Because there was like a, a random like chair in the middle of the room that I didn't want to sit in. <laughs> I'd placed it there, but really for someone else to sit in, because I don't like to sit, you know, I'm... Oh, you don't like being in the center of attention? I do not, actually. Yeah, contrary yeah. to popular belief, I am... Welcome to the club. I, I actually don't. <laughs> um, so I, I uh, just quickly said, like, get out of my seat, get out of my seat, and she just laughed and, and, and moved on. And, uh, and then, uh, apparently, um, while I was out of the room, um, my wife, uh, Taryn, walked into the room and uh, Tara, another one of our team members, um, was sitting in like our chase lounge, like a very comfy spot on the couch. And, and she said, hey, Taryn, do you want my seat? And, and my wife, Taryn, said, um, no, 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 I, I, I wouldn't take your seat. What kind of person would kick you out of their seat? And obviously the big joke is like a minute later, two minutes later, <laughs> I am that kind of person that would do that. So now you're in on the inside joke of why Jackie just said, do you want my seat? Do you want my seat? <laughs> yes. Well he, played. Well played. Touche. 
I've been I've been planning this moment since Sunday. I was like, oh, you're you? gonna use it. There nice. you go. <laughs> Don't you love that when you have like a like something funny or like a joke and yes. it's like a week away and you're like, I can't wait to use it and you're just planning it and then you do it and it's not near as funny. No, it, it yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that was funny. You got me. That was good. <laughs> well, and it's funny because it's like, well, this is this is the level we've made it to. It's mm-hmm. like a little brother. Like, man, he's kind of annoying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's how you think of me, your little brother who's kind of annoying. So we'll, <laughs> well deal with that later. So many we'll, other things. we'll deal with that later. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's yeah. so many facets. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we're glad that you could be a part of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this week, you want to recap the message for us? Yeah. Um, in short, other than, just other that. than that story, um, <laughs> just talking about unity. I mean, just with everything going on in our world um in the political atmosphere mm-hmm. in the racial environment in our country in um the health environment yeah i mean even in the medical community right we mm-hmm. find division and people dividing over all the things like you pick a thing and people are just real division and i feel like just coming on the, the tail of um one of like the nastiest like kind of most grotesque like presidential debates we've ever seen and just like just that's so representative of what everyone has seen and felt um but it was just like on full display um yeah and that yeah so that sermon kind of landed on the back end of that (laughs) it was already happening i I had actually prepped all that tuesday morning and that was tuesday night i believe or wednesday night so um yeah so we talked about unity and talked out of philippians 2 and just talked about the foundation of unity being our our um, love from God and in God and, and his spirit living inside of us and talked about um, just that it requires, you know, humility to have these actions and that yeah. at the end of the day, like the, the, the battle for unity is really one in our, our, our brain and our, and our mind and, yes. and taking, you know, thoughts that set themselves up against the knowledge of God and, and unity of, of the body of Christ and just ended with John 17, just really the responsibility of unity and why this is such a big deal to Jesus mm-hmm. and why it should be such a big deal to every believer. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get into some of that later. 100%. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to talking more about it because it's something we're both passionate about. Yes, very much so. Um, if you've ever had any kind of deep conversation with me over the church and what it means, I, I, you would see, you know, my heart has always been to see the church unified. I come from a very different background um, religion that, I mean, not religion, but like, um, denominational background than what we're in today, Mm. what we're, you know, where we are today. Yeah. Who we are as a church. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's really cool to see like how the things that I was taught then and the things that I'm being taught now, how they can come together and they can really work together, even though there is kind of a pull or a rub mm-hmm. that would cause friction. I can still see the unity that wants to come through in all of it. You know, we're both believers. We both hold to the same, the yeah. same, you know, basic principles of yeah. our beliefs. There's just some, some rub there. And yeah. so when you were talking this Sunday, the thing that really started to stir in me and that thing that God has really shown me over the years is that unity is not something that comes easy. Mm-mm. Unity is a fight. Yeah. And we as believers have to fight for unity within the body of Christ or the enemy 
gets a foothold just like mm-hmm. you were talking about yeah and then that becomes a stronghold and then we're constantly fighting against each other and if we're fighting against each other we can't we can't wage war against the enemy yeah it it makes it virtually impossible because we're too busy over here fighting our brother yeah and, and this is like is not foreign to us like we see this at work yeah you know office politics and right we're all paid mm-hmm. to do the same thing and build the company and like whatever the mission statement of the business is, whatever we're trying to sell or, yep. or, or business we're trying to carry out. And there's a lack of unity and we see it in our own families, right? Mm-hmm. They're just, right. Yep. We all have the same thing in common, our last name and yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or red hair or whatever yeah, it exactly. is, um, our fair skin, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it might be. But, um, we, we still just, we find a lack of unity all over the place, but, uh, really, the the life that God has called us into as His sons and daughters, we've been adopted into His family and kingdom culture, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and and that is is really pursuing and like you said, fighting for unity. And I th- I think um, oftentimes we we don't we don't even realize it when it's happening, mm-hmm. and we're just moved by our emotions. And, and so I think taking a step back and really thinking through the foundations for it, thinking why this is such a big deal and being able to spot things. I think that's something I would love to, to talk about maybe later on or whenever um, you want, but just to be able to spot, okay, that's actually an opportunity. Like that's a, becoming a foothold. Oh, that could have been this and where that just really activates something in us to, just make sure and kind of make sure that it, it's not, um, uh, you know, tearing the body of Christ apart. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to do is I want to define unity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm all about let's define the terms before yeah. we dig into how and why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, a lot of people will think that unity means that we all believe the same thing. We all hold to the same belief and the same ideals and all of this. But the reality is, is unity does not come through always agreement. Mm-hmm. Unity comes from a desire to be unified with one another. Mm-hmm. A desire to create a place where we can have conversations over differences. And then, you know, maybe change our minds or maybe help change other people's minds or those kinds of things. Unity comes with a desire to love a person above being right. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, where is the the line? Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to being brothers and sisters in Christ, like there, there, there's a line in there Mm -hmm. in which, and this is not a new argument. This is not a new conversation. Nope. Um, This has been going on for, um, you know, since Jesus, <laughs> um, and even before that in Judaism, that yeah. there was all these different beliefs, Absolutely. um, even within that. Um, and so I'm actually doing a lot of ton of reading about all <laughs> these things. Um, and I was look reading today, just a ton on, um, the, the, the Nicene council or the Nicene mm-hmm. council. Yeah. And just that was an important one because it was over the divinity of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And right. So when we get to talking about unity, we've got to figure out where is that line when it comes to a body of believers. Right. So we're we're stepping away from um, talk about family and and um, 
you know, work stuff to really talk theology for a minute and inside the local church. And then I find that we'll be able to apply those things because really the local church ends up being a practice ground for those things outside. And and you'll find that it should be a lot easier in the church than it is should outside be. of the church. It should be. <laughs> doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it should be easier because we have the same foundation. So is, I guess we'd have to define the unifier. What's the unifier? What are the, mm, what are the terms yeah. that unify us as the body of Christ? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, for me it's it's being a, a blood bought, you know, son and daughter of God. I mean, that's the foundation that I was really right. preaching. That's what the the foundation that Paul is preaching. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, like that's our unity. Our unity is not in um how well we get along with everybody in our small group. Mm-hmm. It's, Absolutely. It's not in having the exact same vision of how you would do church than the church leadership. Like that's, yeah. that's how we often would think about unity, but that's not the essence and foundation of our unity. Nope. Is it important that you support and believe in the vision yes. of the church? Yeah, it, it's huge. <laughs> you're, you're probably not going to be an effective minister of the gospel in a local congregation if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're not, not, yeah, connected and committed, the... yeah, bought into that. But is that the foundation of our unity? No, no. No, so that means that you could, if you have a different vision, then you could go do that mm-hmm. um, across town or whatever, and um, and we could still be brothers and sisters in Christ Absolutely. just as well. Um, and so it's in our connectedness to our Father and through the blood of Jesus that mm-hmm. we find that unity, and, and that's a much deeper fellowship, much deeper koinonia sharing, common sharing that um, we're talking about. Absolutely. You know, the, the unifier... Um for for me has always been um the apostles creed like right, if yeah. we can if we can agree on the apostles creed then i'd say we're brothers and sisters in christ we hold mm-hmm. the same we hold the same basic beliefs and all the rest yeah. are important but not necessary to yeah. be unified i mean that's what i was just talking about with that yep, that exactly that nice creed where it it flows from and i was actually literally today <laughs> doing all this reading on that more detail than what I've ever, I mean, I studied that in my undergrad, but, um, I, I, I learned a lot actually in reading this more, the intricacies of it and the, the evolution of how it came to be was, um, quite, um, informative for me. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was a matter that needed to be addressed and we, we needed to find unity because there was all these, these churches and then there's, there's heresy, which is like mm-hmm. some truth, but not whole truth you know, that affects our salvation, right? Yeah. It, something that's just wrong or we disagree about uh, on is not, not necessarily, it's not heresy. Right. But it's heresy when it affects our f- salvation and the basis of our salvation. So mm-hmm. someone saying that Jesus was not fully divine, is not fully God, that, you know, that's... that's an, Not an, fully man. Yeah. Because not fully get, man. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. I mean, there's a number of yeah. of ways that undermine the gospel in itself. And then if that's the case, then, then we're not on common ground. We can't be unified no. um, spiritually in that because we actually believe two very different things from the, its very foundation of salvation and the gospel. Right. Yeah. So if we were to put that into terms of unity in a family unit, that would be like what the unifier would be that we are we are, we have all committed to being a family mm-hmm. and because you are in that, because I would say, I would say it would be blood, like our bloodline. But the reality is, is a lot of 
us have brought in other mm. people into that yeah. to make them family, yeah. you know? And so it's, it's the idea that the thing that binds us is that we have committed to being a family mm. and, you know, the people who, you know, there have, there have been people in families who have said, well, I don't, I don't even claim you as family. Oh yeah. Well, you can't have unity with someone who doesn't claim you as family. Yeah. And that's something we were talking about, uh, you know, earlier and I was reflecting on earlier today was just not everybody's going to be bought into that same mission. Not everybody Mm -hmm. wants that. Um, there's going to be some who, and you can find out pretty quickly, like in a conversation with someone we're like, Oh cool. You're, you're a believer. Cool. And like their next two or three questions we'll find out, you'll find out pretty quickly whether they have interest in being unified uh, or not. Um, because whether they start talking about common ground and enjoy the common ground, or if they start talking about matters of like division, um, I I think that, and that's a kind of a sobering thought and it's kind of. A sad, uh, and it always does frustrate me when I'm building a new relationship with another believer, and absolutely, and they immediately look for things that we disagree about, and I'm like, man, that's not, it's not really healthy, honestly. It's not, it's not really healthy. I don't know what got that inside of people. Um, I, I honestly think it has to do with, um, you know, certain backgrounds that mm-hmm. that's, yeah, you know, very dogmatic and stuff that absolutely, um, yeah, that they're. Yeah, I, I probably should just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think something to that vein is there are a lot of denominational mm-hmm. ideologies that are counter to other ideologies. You know, we have this one theology that says, you know, there is there is no movement of the spirit in yeah the giftings yeah yeah like we don't have we don't have the gift of tongues we don't have god doesn't speak to us anymore. god doesn't heal people right yeah and then we have the other end of the spectrum where we see you know like anytime you pray you could heal you know and every Mm -hmm. you know every instance is is you know all of these things right move. and so that's just one example of many different exactly. things many 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 different yeah. things <laughs> yeah. you know and it's hard for someone over on one side to reconcile to themselves that they can have the same principal beliefs and still have different beliefs but still be in relationship and be able to learn from one another and grow yeah, and really, Paul lays out what that takes. He, he mm-hmm. says it's going to take humility. That means you're not going to do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit is, is what one translation says. Other ones say you're not going to do anything out of strife. Absolutely. King James says you're not going to do anything out of strife. You're not going to do anything that kind of puts you ahead of somebody else that makes you look down on someone else. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we get into a lot of this stuff. We're like, oh, now I've got it figured out. No, no, now I see it differently, and so I'm right and you're wrong. And um, I think as opposed to, I think, the culture we're trying to create around here, which is, I see this differently. Talk to me more about how you see this. This mm-hmm. is why I see this. And, and where it could have been something we're dividing over and arguing about. Now we're learning from one another in the scripture, and we're both going to prayerfully wrestle with this in our own convictions. And, yes. and we may see it a little bit differently, but oftentimes in those conversations, when they're done humbly, at the, it takes you a, you know, a little bit, but you end up finding, oh, we actually see this really similarly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, There's just slight variations or semantics that we often find ourselves um, dividing over, which it, it seems, it's pretty sad. 
you it know, is, at the end of the day, on, uh, not on every issue, not every issue is the same um, on this, but on, on many issues. Yeah. And I, I think, I think right there is the beginning of how we fight for unity. Mm-hmm. So when we are willing to come to the table, when we are willing to have a conversation, that's the beginning of fighting for unity mm-hmm. is being willing to have the conversation not shying away from it or running from it even mm-hmm. because I've seen that too. Like, no, I want to be unified. So let me, let me run away. Mm-hmm. You know, God Just tells us that we're to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Mm-hmm. And to be a peacemaker, we have to come to the table yeah. and be willing to have our mind changed or be willing to help understand. other people. Yeah, yeah. To understand where they're coming from. The thing. So we classically educate our children. Mm-hmm. And classical education is one where you always say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you think you know, you are willing to come and explore and learn and try to expand your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, we're never saying, well, I am, I am 100% right on this ever. And, or that I 100% know what is happening here. Because when we do that, we we put up a wall mm-hmm. and we are unable to be changed. Yeah. We are unable to see from a different perspective. I think a gift that God has given me is the ability to see from other people's perspectives. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that came easily. It's something that has come over time where he's yeah. forced me to see other people's perspective. And, and it's really amazing because when I can say, well, I don't agree with you. But I'm willing to listen and I'm willing yeah. to hear your side of things. And, yeah. and I'm not doing it while sitting here thinking, well, how am I going to rebuttal that? Yeah. How am I going to come and back And it's so you? easy to get into that. Like it, that. I mean, it's so easy to be there in defense. And I think that's where it comes down to it at the end of the day. Like taking a lot of pressure off of ourselves knowing that uniting the church global church is not on me no nope. and it's not on you it's not on anybody else jesus is uniting this church and like this mm-hmm. is his heart and his passion and so just take any of that savior <laughs> complex of i've got to fix every situation every disagreement in the church mm-hmm. like oh my gosh you'll wear yourself out with that type of yes thinking and mindset because th- they're going to happen and, and they happen a lot because even in your own family oh yeah absolutely there will be times. And so that's something that I do want to talk about is what do we do when someone doesn't want to come to the table Mm. when they don't want to fight for unity, when, when it's just, you are trying and you're trying, you're practicing all the things that you can practice to make Mm -hmm. it. And they're just unwilling. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And they're not um, all the same. You know, every situation has so much nuance to it. One thousand percent. I had somebody call me last night, and we were talking about a situation, a familial thing, and mm-hmm. and um, there was arguing, and words were shared. You know, were mm-hmm. said that were hurtful, and right. I mean, yeah. real real life stuff that many have um, lived and experienced, and and um, you know, one and it started because one person in a humble way tried to bring up conversation that needed to be had Mm. man 
and knowing, and I actually talked to this individual before this, and they said, I feel like I need to do this. It's important. It's a safety. It's a health thing. It's a family matter um, that needs to be addressed. And and I said, that sounds like you, you need to, you're right. I mean, it sounds like a, a safety issue that needs to be addressed. And, and it was not, it was not well received. That person was not willing to come to the table. And, and so I think, um, you know, and, and one of the you know, family members called me and was just like, I, this is what I did. I don't know if it was right. You know, is this the right thing? <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, Ultimately, I, th- I think in that situation is probably could be. I'm leaving out all the details on purpose yes, here. Clearly, um, <laughs> we all appreciate. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, but I think it could be kind of stamped to a million different situations in people's lives, which the other person's not coming to the table. And I think it, uh, I find that it's necessary one to just like let to when you are ready to do it, do it because. God has like, you know, yeah, you know that you know like this is the right thing to do. I'm not doing this to be right. I'm not doing this to prove them wrong. I'm not doing this to like in their yeah. face um, or to embarrass them or to show myself as more superior because someone taught me at some point and I'm going to teach you at some point like that. Yeah. That speaks to a podcast we did a few weeks ago on the on the posture of our heart. Yeah, absolutely. Are yeah. we inclined towards God or yeah. is it our pride that's driving this conversation? Well, and I think it goes back in some ways to Psalm four that we were talking about last week, mm-hmm. um, which is go and lie down on your bed and like just making sure mm-hmm. we're in the right posture of our heart and mindset to be able to approach that. And I think at the end of the day, um, there's going to be many situations in which you're just going to have to trust God with and, and just not know that until that person's willing to come to the table, um, then it's not going to be a restored relationship. It's this, the reconciliation is not going to happen, um, or that there's there's not going to be able to to be um, a true unity of spirit. Even yeah. if we are united in Christ, there's not a real un- united in, in the relationship, and and, um, and even in our own families, like that can be a reality. And but I I think there's also never losing faith and prayer that you know, that those things can change and that God does work mm-hmm. in people's lives, but it's not going to be because you force the issue because someone forced the issue. It's going to be because God did a working in both of us to unite us once again. Right. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 18 speaks directly to biblical conflict, like how we're ha- to handle biblical conflict. Yeah. And, and I want to um, clarify because that is specifically speaking around sin Mm-hmm. sin matters. And so I think where so many conflicts have, they're not around sin matters. Right. You know, and so I, I like to do just a little bit of an aside from that to mm-hmm. clarify that's really around sin issues going through that matter. And if it's over other things, I think those things should be able to address, I mean, with the first step, which is one-on-one. Absolutely. You know, I think when it's um, superfluous issues, trivial things, relational yeah. conflicts, personality conflicts, uh, even offense, even offense. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a sin, just something I kicked you out of my seat. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that, that that shouldn't reach to the, that point. It shouldn't in, in the life of believers. We should be, have more forgiveness and mercy and grace in our heart to move faster through those things. The thing that I take most out of Matthew 18, and, yeah. and, I, and I've had to practice Matthew 18 
mm-hmm. in so many, so yeah. many areas. R- r- real quick, mm-hmm. just clearly for those who have no idea of Matthew 18, when we say that, Matthew 18 says that when there's uh, one who's caught in sin, yep. like you are to go to that person first and address it with them. Mm-hmm. Right, not go take it to the pastor. Not go take it to the leaders. Mm-hmm. If if you notice something that is sinful, not your conviction, but it's outright sin, then you are to go to that person and address it. Um, and if th- they are not, you know, with the scriptures, and like, mm-hmm. if they don't respond well to that, they're not willing to repent. Be like, oh my gosh, I, I'm totally wrong. Like, thank you. And they may get angry. They may need a few days to sleep on it, right? And whatever. So it's not like, okay, they said no today, so I'm gonna go get, you know, two other people, and we're gonna go gang up on them. All right, that's not what Matthew 18 is saying. The, se- the second thing it says is if they're unwilling to turn, and that may be a week, that may be two weeks, that may be a month that you just let God, yep. His Holy Spirit after that loving conversation you've had with them. Right, because you don't change a person. You don't change. God it's the, changes the person. And it's the kindness of God that yes. leads man to repentance. Absolutely. So don't come in there thinking that you're going to like teach them without like kindness. It goes back to the posture of your heart. Absolutely. And so so it says if if they don't turn, like if they don't repent, if they don't really see the error of their ways, then you are to circle back. Circle mm-hmm. back and be like, hey, um, you know, last week or two weeks ago or a month ago or two months ago, we, we discussed this and, and um, you know, brought these scriptures and, and you know, like, w- what are you working through on that? Or, you know, but you bring one or two other people with you at that point where it's not just you, it's in another witness or two. And the third one says basically bring them before the church, like turn them outside the church beyond that. Like if they're not willing to... Um, to repent and see the error of their ways based on scripture, not your personal convictions. I want to keep clarifying that, right. you know, because people just have a lot of personal convictions that they push on people that aren't sinful to that person, you know, so that's a whole yes. different podcast. But anyway, sorry, thank you for that <laughs> two minutes to describe Matthew 18 for those of you well, that might I not know it. Another aside, sorry, really good at this. Let's just, we got all <laughs> kinds of asides today. <laughs> um, another thing in that is, you conviction comes from the Holy spirit. It doesn't come from man. Yeah. And so what you want to convict someone of is not necessarily what God is ready to convict them of. And oftentimes if your heart's not in the right place, it doesn't come off as conviction. It comes off as condemnation. Yep. Yeah. And so that's why there's a a lot more fruitfulness in prayer than there is in me trying to convince somebody. Right. Because <laughs> so, the Holy Spirit can convict their heart when I, I can't. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The Holy and the Holy Spirit is the one that turns our heart and He changes our our desire mm-hmm. to even be in sin. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So back to where I was going with this. <laughs> so Matthew 18, when it ends, we're told to treat the believer as we would treat a non-believer. Yeah. Yep. And we don't treat a non-believer like they're held to the same standard we are. Absolutely. And that is the thing that when we are resolving conflict, like when we get to the end of this and we have to say, well, we can't settle any of this and we're still conflicted about this. Mm-hmm. As, the, as the person who feels like God has called them to this conversation, feels like they need to fight for this unity, you have to begin to look at them like, well... Whether or not you believe what I believe, mm-hmm. I'm going to treat you like you are one of God's children, like you belong to him, whether or not you see 
this yet or not, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that in conflict, we want to say, well, we couldn't resolve it. So now forever, they're going to be nothing to me. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so cultural? Yeah. 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 Cancel culture. You're dead to me. And yeah. Right. But we've, but we feel good about ourselves because we've worked out some of it. Mm -hmm. We're like, well, we tried, I tried to do this and I tried to make this happen. And I, and I had the conversation and I brought, I brought myself to the table, but they didn't bring themselves to the table. Mm -hmm. But, but God, that's not fighting for unity. If you're willing to stop at the end and say, well, forget you because I don't, because you're unwilling to even try. I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not going to do all, you know. Yeah. I mean, just goes back to the 99 sheep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is one who's wandered. Well, what's the call of scripture yeah. is to, to leave the 99 and continue to have the heart to pursue, you know. And sometimes that pursuit isn't. It's, yeah, it's prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It's not tangible. Yeah. It's, it's in, it's in the, you know, God, these are, this is your person. You mm-hmm. know, we can see that with old, older children, like adult children who have, just gone away from God. I could say that for myself. I know Mm -hmm. my mother has felt that before Mm -hmm. because I had a season of just running from God and Mm -hmm. running from his purposes. And I, you know, like I cut everyone off Mm -hmm. and I, I just was done and I wanted to live for myself because it was hard and things weren't going the way I thought they should. And, you know, insert all these things. And, and I know that my mother, you know, there, there were hard things that she had to do in that season you know she she had to say you need to confront your son she had to say all these things but even in that and I'm gonna cry because you know I do that (laughs) um but even in that she I know for a fact that she prayed Mm -hmm. because in the midst of all of that running God was still present yeah you know and she built the spirit up for me you know she she was the one that brought the things that I needed when I didn't know I needed them Mm -hmm. yeah you know and I can tell you that because of her and those prayers you know I am here today doing this you know but if she hadn't fought for that, yeah. if she hadn't fought for that unity, she hadn't fought for me to remain where God really wanted me to mm-hmm. be. I don't know if I'd be here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that prayer matters. It really matters. And I think oftentimes we think that that's not enough. Right. And really what we do is we try to take matters into our own hands and we forget, okay, who's the foundation of this unity? Who's really the author of this? Yep. Who's the one who grafts each one of us in? It's, it's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit yes. doing that work, um, not us. And so it is, prayer's not a, a cute little side thing to do Absolutely while you fix not. everything. You know, that that's not no. what prayer is. It's, it's submission to our own will and to our own desires and the crucifying of our own flesh as we we trust God to do what only he can do um, because many of these situations that we find ourselves in, the conflict or um, lack of unity, is, is God's going to have to do it. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's in a marriage or whether it's in, um, you know, friendships that have been broken that used to be uh, tight or in si- like sibling, you know, rivalry or whatever it is, like God's going to have to do that stuff. And, and so, um, man, we, we take it to prayer and we know that, that God's working uh, in, in, on both sides of that because his heart is, is unity. Yeah, there was a long time in my life when I could say 
I would be like, well, how can I help you? Okay, well, let me help you in these tangible ways. And then it was like, well, okay, I'll pray for you. Now, when I look at prayer, I'm like, prayer is the foundation of the help I can give anyone. Mm. And the first thing that I do, Mm -hmm. if you're going through something, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to pray over that because Mm -hmm. I know that God can move in that better than I can. I can't come and fix it for Mm -hmm. you. I'm not, I'm not that good, you know, but I know that I serve a God who can. Yeah. And, and when we start to grasp that, many of the conflicts that we find ourselves in and many of the things that we we feel like we need to go fight for, they can all be handled in prayer before we even have to say a word. Yeah. And that's something that we need to start as believers looking at, that prayer is not the second thing or the third thing, but it's the first thing we run to. Yeah, yeah one of our cultural values <laughs> yeah. here, you knew I was about to say it. Yep, we call it, it Rosetta Stone, <laughs> and it's prayer is our first language. It's our first language. And and I think how I'm thankful for how God is shaping us in that way over the past years uh, of our church and continuing to just shape us. That, that prayer is our first language, and we know that there's power in it, and uh, and it's effective, is what mm-hmm. James five sixteen says. It's effective. It is so effective. Yeah, and and what joy it brings when we hear testimonies mm-hmm. of oh, we were praying for that, and and yes. God did it. You know what? What an awesome thing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I want to talk about John 17 okay. before we get away, cause I, and maybe this is a good closing spot for us. Uh, John chapter we'll 17 <laughs> is, um, you know, Jesus' private prayer to the Father. I talked about it some in my message on Sunday. Um, but the claims that Jesus makes in here are pretty significant in how Jesus feels about unity. He says that essentially the whole world will know that it the father sent him um because we're one because we're unified so you know he, he says my prayer is not only for them believers sons and daughters mm-hmm. but my prayer is for those who will believe in me through their message and Jesus moves down in his prayer and our message is really built on the foundation of unity like it's the foundation and so i was just I briefly touched on this on Sunday, but just how many people have left churches because of a lack of unity or frankly, even perceived lack of unity, Yeah, a shallow understanding of unity. Yep. And so that conflict doesn't necessarily mean a lack of unity. No conflict is like, it's, I don't love conflict, but conflict is the thing that drives us to be better. Mm-hmm. When we, when we disagree, it means that there is something that we need to see differently or something that we need we can grow to grow in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, they're, they're total opportunities, they're yeah. total opportunities. And, and so, um, but you know, this claim that, that Jesus says is that the foundation of our witness is our unity with one another. And, and I think for most of us, like unity has been like a nice thing to have it's been a cute thing to talk about that feels positive, that gets us all on the same page mm-hmm. where let's just get all, let's just all get along. And, and Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Like this is, this, like, this is a game changer for when people come into your midst who are not believers, like people that you are praying for an unbelieving spouse or an unbelieving friend or, or sibling or, or um, son or daughter they come around and they experience something that is not like this world. 
they experience something that is so godly, like the unity of the Father and Son, for yes. example, which is what Jesus is talking about. That's what, He's like, my prayer is that they would be one as you and I are one. He's talking to the Father. Well, and we can even see Jesus was conflicted in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's he, he's like, God, take this cup from me. Mm-hmm. If I don't have to die, then please, like, I don't want, I don't want to die. Like that is, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to be in pain, but not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. He's saying, you know, it, I want to be unified with you no matter the cost. Mm. Yeah. And that, I mean. Yeah. Through obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Through obedience to, to take it to suffering and, and dying on the cross. And so I, d- I just think it's really important for us to, you know, circle back to that and just to ha- have another mo- moment of pause to just reflect on how big of a deal this unity thing is. It's not just a cute thing that's nice. Um, not for the local church, it's not. It, it's, um, it cuts the legs right out under our message. Yep. N- not that people wouldn't stay at our church or that people wouldn't, you know, whatever. Nope. It's a matter of will they truly believe in Jesus, that he is who he said he was. Um, and, and that's, that's the mission of the church, right? You know, to go make disciples of all nations. You know, that's something that I've always loved about fathom is it's just, it's one of those places where if, if you fit here, we love that you're here. Mm hmm. But if this isn't the place where you're growing and getting closer mm-hmm. to God, then we want you to be somewhere where mm-hmm. you are getting closer to God. Mm-hmm. And if that means going to a different church, then we love you and yeah. we want to help you find that place. Yeah. But we never want to be a place that's like, you can only find God here. We we have a, f- some friends of ours who, um, you know, they th- actually we have a lot of friends who used to attend here, you know, yep. and and um, were a part of our church. And at one point or another, they they moved on and and uh, you know I can I can go down the list of them I can yep. just go down the list of people and um, I'm really thankful for this because it it speaks to that approach yep. and um, that which I feel like is a is the heart for the kingdom which is what yes. every believer should have and that um, you know there's been numbers of them some of them attend church some of them don't attend church um, and they said you know nobody's kept in contact with us nobody's done that but you guys have been there for us you know you 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 were real you were who you said you were that stuff means a lot because you you try to do that uh it hurts in the moment Absolutely. Um, when there's a disagreement about something or even a theological belief that's different or just for whatever reason it's not the season you know um but uh what a what a joy it is to be able to go the journey with people and still be able to to be a part of one another's lives as the family of god and that's a that's a beautiful thing i think that that honors the heart of god yes yeah well, we're glad that you joined us for this conversation today. Yeah, it was more sober than what I figured it would. I mean, we were laughing a ton at the beginning, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about conflict, you talk about unity, and you realize it's actually some heavy lifting there. Yeah, yeah. but it's so worth the time and the effort. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're just glad that you're um, allowing us to pour into you and allowing us to speak to the things that you know we feel like God is kind of stirring, at least in our body, but we've basically the country yeah absolutely can we can we pray just over those that are um Um, those that are listening yeah those that are (laughs) listening and um 
just over the unity of their homes, unity yeah. of their families, their businesses, um, over our church. And I just think it's a fitting way for us to, to wrap up this. You want to uh, yeah. pray for us? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Father God, we are, we are humbled that you would bring us to this place. God, that you would allow us to be children of you. And God, that you unify us with the body of Christ. Father, I pray today that as we go about our day and as we go about trying to deal with the hard things in life, Lord, that you would begin to do a work within each of us. God, that we would see ourselves through your eyes and that we would see the conflict and the and the hardships through your eyes. And God, that we would get a, a kingdom perspective for what you are doing in this earth. Father, I pray that today each and every single one of us would come to you first with anything that is bothering us. And God, that we would bring it to you and allow you to speak to us about what is happening in it. And God, that we would not speak unless you have asked us to, and we would not move unless you have asked us to. Father, I pray today that where there is conflict, Lord, that your peace would be. Lord, that you would give us peace in our own lives in order to spread that out to the world. And God, I pray that as we fight for unity, Lord, that we would, we would just begin to long for it like you do. And God, that people would see our love in the midst of it all. And Lord, that they would come to know you through it all. Father, I pray that you would open our eyes Give us the ability to see the things of you, to see in the spiritual and not in the physical, and that we would continue to seek after you with all of our hearts. Give us a posture that is of you and a passion to be close to you. Lord, we love you and we worship you and we declare your glory in all the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. Have a great day.